This is episode five of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for another episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I'm honored to speak with the amazing and brilliant Tiago Boer, an incredible coach who helps people create an extraordinary life of success, fulfillment, and freedom. Tiago started his first business at the age of 17, and his thirst for entrepreneurship and adventure has never stopped. He shares why he's always challenged authority and why he was never content following the well-paved path. You won't want to miss when he tells the story about how he threw the best parties in high school, blew off his schoolwork, and now he's learning to bring that love for throwing a great party into his business model. We talk about our love of people but not all people, and why relationships are so important in life and in business. Tiago is deep, sincere, and incredibly focused on supporting people in their desire to be their absolute best. I just adore him, and I know you will too. So grab a beverage or snack and settle in to listen to Tiago Boer and his amazing journey. Welcome, Tiago. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited to hear about your journey and to just every time we talk, our conversations are so deep. So I'm excited to share that with our listeners um, and see, you know, what nuggets we find if we end up in the weeds. (laughs) Sometimes we do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to hear where you are right now in the world. Uh, I live in an island in the south of Brazil called Florianópolis. It's also known as the Magic Island. Um, mm. it's the capital of our state. It's beautiful here. I mean, I, I am biased, but I traveled a lot. Um, and when I met my, my girlfriend, the first day, she also traveled out. And the first day we met, I asked her like, if you could live in any place in the world, where would it be? And I was thinking, I don't know, San Francisco or Tokyo, Barcelona. And she said, you know, Florianópolis. And in, I was in disbelief. I said, what now i understand it (laughs) now i understand it. it's a beautiful place yeah it looks like it and it's tiny right it's not a large population no it has like uh, half a million inhabitants so not tiny tiny. inhabitants yeah yeah Yeah. but 42 beaches that's oh well there you go (laughs) that's it right there that's it's the beach that uh (laughs) that called you right yeah yeah um even just the view behind you like the tropical plants it's just it's really lovely so I think you live in a beautiful place. I'll have to come visit sometime. <laughs> I'm inviting yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, you definitely come. Wonderful. Well, I would love to hear from you, you know, what you do now and also kind of how you meandered a bit until you got to this place. So I would love to hear, like, tell us what you do and a little bit about your backstory. Cool. So my backstory, when I was in school, I knew that I wasn't going to go the traditional route. I was very rebellious. Uh, I didn't handle authority very well. I, ch- I challenged authority, like blind authority. So I, d- I knew I didn't want to go to university. When I was, I think, 16 or so, uh, I started getting the entrepreneurial bug. And when I was 17, I started my first company, which was a small little social media marketing agency. Um, we had... We had a pretty good run on mostly on Twitter, uh, allowed me to make money, serve people, understand the first uh, ways of like how entrepreneurship really works, the challenges also, um, hired my first uh, people to work with. Um, and when I was 19, I decided to sell it because it was not really aligned. I didn't know why yet but I, I just couldn't get up in the morning and do it anymore. So I went traveling around the world for like five and a half months. Um, at the time I was living in Germany and I moved back to Brazil, tried starting several different companies from 3D printing unborn fetuses for medical purposes to uh hiring somebody for eight months to build a software that never got launched and just lost a lot of money mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to uh, delivery services, you name it. Um, 
and all of them were big stepping stones because in each of them I learned what what did I enjoy about them, what didn't I enjoy about them. Um, and there were a couple of common threads. You know, I, I really enjoyed working with people. I really enjoyed talking about new ideas. I really, I was insanely curious. I enjoyed challenging people. I enjoyed not having a fixed office. So I enjoyed the mobility of that. And then eventually I did um, a uh, coaching intensive where I got coached for five days and it was amazing. It was really, really good. Made some really good friendships there. Saw myself in an entire new light. Um, and then for the past five years I've been coaching, I've been using that right now more as a skill that I have in my tool belt than as a profession because I am an entrepreneur by heart. Um, I, I, I need to be doing different things and and right now I'm stepping much more into my leadership. And right now um, I am, one thing that is a little bit of a secret which I'm not open, I'm not sharing yet. Um, once the results are there, I'll be sharing, but the other one is a mastermind for entrepreneurs that are care about the planet, that, that really have impact at their heart and they already have successful businesses um, from very different industries to help facilitate connections between them, help facilitate insights and breakthroughs. And right now it's online, but as soon as like travel is safe again, we'll also have offline. We'll be meeting here in Brazil and in the US probably. Um, and that's been super fun. Like that's the thing that is, that is aligned. Um, people are responding very well. We've got entrepreneurs there that, we even got the CEO of a $2 billion company to mentor us for a little while. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. And that's the next challenge. That's the next challenge for me. Yeah. So when, before we were talking or before we started recording, you were telling me how this all came together, this mastermind. And I, I think I want to talk about that. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? How you were, you were trying to yeah. figure out like, who's my ideal client? Who do I really want to be working with? Is it a particular sector? Is it, you know, all of those questions that we ask ourselves because all the finger wagging from, you know, the gurus, you have to focus on one thing, one industry and one, whatever, be the one person. But that's not, that doesn't satisfy you, does it? To just no. do the one thing. Yeah. Not at all. And I think that's detrimental because, um, I was just listening to another podcast a little before and he said the, when you become so good at one specific skill, that skill becomes your trade. Mm. Um, so his um, opinion is to never get so good at one skill that you will be focused on doing, doing only that. Hire other people, create a big vision, get a team together. Um, because as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing is the vision that you mm -hmm. have. And I think the more different um, experiences you have, the more unique your value is to the marketplace. Because let's say you, you have worked in law services, website development, and you have also uh, run a restaurant. And then also as another skill, um, you're very good at speaking. I don't know. Then you can combine all three. Then you can be combined and you can um, be really good at producing websites for restaurants and speaking to those audiences, you know? So yeah. I think it becomes very unique. Nobody else does that. The more different experiences you have. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a, a, there's a, a book, uh, I forgot what it's called, but there's this myth that the great athletes, like the great NBA champions or so, that they have specialized in what they do from a very early age, right? They started at five years old playing basketball. And he went and, and tried to see if that's true. And it's actually not true. Hmm. They played a bunch of different sports. They, they got a lot of different motor skills and a lot of different neural connections. Um, only later did they specialize. Hmm. 
I think that's a great, that's a great analogy to use, right? That in sports, usually it's a, it's a multiple pronged approach. And, you know, I went the traditional route. I did university. I have an MBA. I was taught a certain way and I was always dissatisfied. And I thought there was something wrong with me. (laughs) And now I can look back and connect the dots of why I agitated and why I was frustrated and why I did so many different things and needed to try out different fields and whatnot. But I think that's important for our listeners to hear that. Like if you like doing multiple things, then do the multiple things. It may be necessary at some point in building your business to focus maybe on one or two at a time, just in order to give them the right kind of energy to build, but don't let go of the the other things that you love. Like I love teaching. So I teach a little bit separate to what I actually coach and consult on. Sometimes it crosses over, but I just love teaching. So I do a lot of leadership development because it's fun. Yeah. And, and I think like I'm always, um saying to people and to my clients as well it's not all sunshines and rainbows right um because we're talking about love and we love doing this i know from my personal experience what i really 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 love doing is maybe 10 15 percent of my time Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's other things that that what I call like, this is the sexy work and there's the boring work that I need <laughs> to do to allow the sexy work. Right. My, my mission is to keep increasing that time that I spend doing the things that I love, right? Yeah. Go to 15, go to 20%, go to 25%, start reducing the things that you're not good at and, and get people on your team to do the things that, that um, you're not good at and they're amazing at and they love doing it. Yeah. Yeah, most of us don't start our businesses because we want to be amazing business administrators. No. <laughs> we, you know, we there are people who that, love admin, who love checklists and systems and, you know, all of that and I appreciate those things. I do not want to be the person who administers them all the time and I this is something I talk with my clients about a lot at some point even before we maybe think we have the right amount of revenues to hire people, we need to start doing that because the less time we spend on that important work, but not our vision, the more time we have now for our vision. So if we can start to outsource or delegate so much, the better. Right. Yeah. And can I just say one thing to what you just mentioned about uh, having the resources to hire somebody as I'm going in, in my journey right now, I am growing my team. Right. And there is also this fantastic book and concept uh, called who not how, um, which whenever we see a vision as an entrepreneur, we always see a vision that's greater and better than where we are today. That's what we're striving for. If we start seeing this vision and then asking ourselves, well, how do I get there? That's, that's the wrong question. That's mm-hmm. like the death grip um, because you are not there already because you don't have those skills or else you would be at that vision. Right. right. And what people start doing is they start learning all these skills and myself included. Right. I manage my WordPress site and figure out how to put like blog posts in there. And when I ran my podcast also, I did all of that. And it's insanely hard to run a podcast. I mean, all the technical, the logistical, the marketing aspects of it, you need to publish it. You need to um, manage schedules between between the people you need to make a safe environment it's a ton of work and right now instead of that i'm asking who right uh who has that skill or that genius where i am deficient at and which would lead me to and our our mission to an amazing place and i think if you have a great mission and a powerful why behind it. And there's somebody that you really want to work with, but you don't have the resources for it. You get creative, you get creative, you pay based on productivity, you um, hire, you get somebody else to fund it as an investment. You, there are people that are willing to work for less in the beginning to and then later you can pay them uh, a greater rate because 
people are drawn to to missions, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I'm saying this because this was a big block for me. This was a big block. Of, well, I'm not generating enough revenue to, to hire somebody else. It's like, and I just, I don't want to hire somebody else. I want to hire an A player. I want to hire somebody that is at the top 5% of their game and that I can pay the top 5% um, of the compensation that they're, that, that, um, they're going to receive because I want to pay them accordingly. And for years, that has been a struggle. And now I just created a new compensation model where I can just hire somebody amazing. They can have a part of the revenues. At the beginning, it's going to be higher, but more um, variable. And then as soon as we have some more stability, maybe the variable goes down, but their fixed amount goes up. Being an entrepreneur is about being resourceful and not having resources, right? Right. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with that. It's, you know, I took a workshop many, many, many years ago um, with, uh, oh, shoot, now I'm going to forget his name, Mike Dooley. And he's one of the um, secret people. And the, it was about, it was called Playing the Matrix. There were a lot of good takeaways, but the one that stuck with me the most was about, he called it the dreaded house. Like, don't get hung up on how. If you have the vision and it feels right, it has to feel right and connect to the vision. You go for it. Um, and it's been my experience that, I mean, I have at times dedicated finances that I wasn't sure I was going to have. And I took the leap and it worked. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. you know, put myself into a position of losing my home or anything like that. But, you know, every single time, and this happens with my clients too, every time we make that decision, it's the decision that changes everything. So I'm going to do this. It's going to work out. If it doesn't work exactly to plan, that's probably okay because it's this or better, right? So we switch our mindset to that. And and your time now is freed up, I would imagine, so that you can put yeah. a few more percentage points into the sexy work. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the, the sexy work, which brings also more more revenue and more profit. Right? Yeah. Because that's the unique value that we bring to the marketplace. Yeah. Ooh, let's repeat that. This is really important because we sometimes get stuck in our heads thinking that we have to be doing all the work in the business. But what we really need to be doing is switching to working on the business, which is being more visionary. We can bring people in to implement and to to integrate our ideas into a business model or to create a new model out of it, right? So we bring something unique and it's not our administrative skills. Yeah, yeah. That's what people with a solid administrative skill set who get, who light up about admin, right? There's some people who really love all of that detail stuff. And that's really important. We can create work for other people, which of course gives more to paying forward and giving to our community and whatnot. So. Yeah. For example, my um, finding out your unique ability and your genius. uh, I think it's a lifelong process. Um, I don't think it's like, you're going to do a workshop or have a, a coaching call with somebody, you're going to find your genius. Maybe that that's the case, but it hasn't happened to me. So I can't <laughs> exactly yet pinpoint what my genius is, but what I can see is I'm very good at bringing people together. I'm very good at having people have fun and making people have fun and, and creating an environment for that. And I'm very good at connecting people. Mm. Um so the mastermind, it's, 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 it's a mix of those things, right? Bringing the right people in, creating an environment to facilitate the maximum connection and with tons of fun. Like this is not going to be a, a corporate mastermind where we're only going to talk about business. No, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to go on. When people come to Brazil, we're going to party as well, right? We're, it's, it's going to be um, a fun environment. Um, and the third thing is like connecting these people because they form partnerships, strategic alliances, business partners, um, because everything, I'm finding it more and more that everything good in life comes from a relationship. Mm. Relationships are everything. Like it's, if you see the the past breakthrough that you had in your business or, or in your personal life, it was probably somebody that, 
connected you to a resource or made you look at things differently or challenged you a little bit more, or introduced you to somebody else that you hadn't access to before or to knowledge that you didn't have access to before. So it's time to invest in, in, in relationships, really, mm -hmm. and invest real, real heavily. And, and that's also the unique ability because my parents, they were amazing networkers, mm -hmm. amazing. And I didn't even... When I was a kid, we had these huge gatherings at my house every day, and we had like the the German consul, and we had the son of the president there, and we had the the general of the army, and all of that. And I was like, "What are these people doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. I just loved it, you know. Yeah. I, I love it when everybody would dress up, and and it was just so mm -hmm. nice. Um, but then I asked my also years later, my mom, I said, were you guys aware of what you were doing? And I said, yeah, we did. We were like, we were investing in our, in our relationships very heavily. Mm. Uh, when people came, we paid all expenses and stuff like that, because that's just how you form like real good um, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our, our relationships need to be nurtured and, and continually, you know, cared for. And I think that we, in some ways, can can get better at that because we have access to technology. And then sometimes we lose the personal side of it. Like, I am very grateful for Zoom. Most of my business before this pandemic was already online anyway. Um, but locally, every chance I got, I was meeting people for lunch or, or coffee. And, oh boy, do I miss people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best, you know, we have these physically distanced get togethers once in a while with like four people and we're all sitting six to eight feet apart and whatever, um, outside, you same. know, it's not the same. I mean, I'm like, we're yeah. air hugging people and whatever, but you know, I, I think you, you've really hit on something. You've touched on something that a lot of us maybe know intuitively, but haven't been able to articulate, which is of course, we want to invest in our business and our skill set and all of these things, but none of that really means anything if we don't have anybody to share it with. Yeah. And, and vice versa, right? So we also want to be able to enjoy somebody else sharing their skill set and their genius with us. And the way that we do that is by forming relationships. Yeah. So I, ne I never, I never, uh, I've never seen somebody in old age say, boy, I should have worked harder. Yeah, I should right. have spent more time working harder. It's mostly I want I should have spent more time with my family and with loved ones and friends and 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 those things. And you yeah. know, and why wait until old age to get that? <laughs> People are telling us that. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it's just listen. I mean, I mean when I was in school. I did something that nobody really understood. Um, but I kept hearing from adults saying when I was young, man, school was one of the best times ever. And I kept hearing that. And as I was progressing in school, there was one year where I said, I'm, go I'm just going to willingly flunk the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just willingly, I just stopped doing all assignments and stuff like that. Because I said, I love this place. I am with friends. I don't study much because like I just I pay attention in the class. I love I, I love listening. Um, and people always thought, yeah, that's not, that's not true. And I said, yeah, it is true. I, I just stopped doing the things and just started engaging with the relationships in, in school. Um, so there's some, there's some wisdom that it never changes, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's fixed, you know, people say relationships are very important. So yeah, let's start paying attention to that. Absolutely. And that's something. So I have teenagers, and they're very connected to their devices. I don't think that they can really remember a time in their much in their lives when they didn't have some form of connection through devices. And we spend a lot of time making sure that we know how to have conversations and that we actually have them. And um, it's not you know, we're not hardcore about it, but we just, for example, at mealtime, no phones at the table. Um, and sometimes dinner is real quick because they have homework that they need to get back to or whatever. But 
I think it's important to put an emphasis on that. And we, I've gotten very used to texting people instead of calling. And then sometimes if my phone rings and it's not during a scheduled time, I'm like, who's calling me and why are they calling me? <laughs> but then I look at my yeah. calendar and go, I, I can actually pick up. I don't have anything scheduled for the next hour. I'm going to take this call. And I'm always glad that I do. And it's such a yeah. small thing, but you know, we used to stop by people's houses unannounced. We would never do that now. Like, yeah. Especially now, right? Well, especially, especially now. COVID. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Our neighbors patched a hole in our driveway and we went over with masks and took them a bottle of wine and hung it on their door. And they were like, come inside. We were like, okay, but, you know, their retired age, like, we're going to yeah. still stand this far away from you. We haven't been tested. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's, it is that, that connection, I think, is so important. I, I was really impressed by something you said before we started the interview, which was that you just, like sent an email to somebody and invited them to join your mastermind. That's, you know, that's the equivalent, I think, of a cold call and maybe even dicier because they may not ever open the email. Do you have, do you like meditate and get into the zone before you do this? Like, how do you send the right energy forward when you take that kind of a, a leap? I, I do a lot of research before inviting somebody in, right? Um, I, see what do they do? How does their company rank on Glassdoor? Like how do their employees rank their companies? What, what initiatives are they part of? Can I see any interviews or any material that they have on Facebook and, and that? And I start falling in love with them, right? Mm-hmm. I start falling in love with them with their mission. I just, I just invited, and I'm going to call her on two days from now on Wednesday she built a company based in Toronto where they feed 20,000 children every week that are in schools, but they feed them with real food because mm-hmm. usually like school lunches and school food is, it's not at all supposed to enhance your kids development, right? right. It's, it's much more supposed to enhance the, the supplier supplier's wallet and, mm-hmm. and the lobbyists and all of that. Like I think there was um way back, I don't know if they changed the law of this, but they said like French fries counts as a vegetable and ketchup as well. <laughs> no, we have a vegetable. But anyways, I'm digressing. Um, <laughs> that is so ridiculous. It's the number yeah. one vegetable in the US, by the way, French fries is. It's the number one yeah, consumed yeah. vegetable in the United States. Sorry, it's why so, our diet is called sad. <laughs> yeah. So her mission is just amazing to me because I think, man, you're impacting 20,000 children to develop. Well, like when I sent an email, of course, I have something that's a little bit templated, but I have the personalized thing and I just write what comes pouring out of me. Mm. And sometimes I cuss in the emails and I say like, fuck yeah, this it's, it's amazing <laughs> what you're doing. I love it. Um, and I think that just transpires, yeah. right? Um but it is not my zone of genius. It is something that after sending like a couple of emails, four, maybe five is my maximum. I get a little bit drained, even mm-hmm. though inviting them to the mastermind is, is um, talking with them is amazing that I yes. need to do the inviting. That's yeah. also a place where I'm hiring somebody. I'm hiring somebody to kind of be like a sorcerer of brilliant people or a talent mm-hmm. scout where they find these brilliant people that have the values that the mastermind requires, which is like fun, integrity, they're team players. Um, there are people that that are more givers than takers, but this is a place where they can take as well. This is a place where can, they can be selfish as well. Um, there are people that are just contributors. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hiring somebody to do that for me. And then this person can then say, hey, Tiago, here's like, 15 candidates we have for the mastermind. What do you think of them? Great. Let's send them the email. Right? Because right now I spend, I spend sometimes the, an hour researching somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the boring work. That's the grunt work that needs to be done. Now I'm, I'm going to find somebody to do that for me. That's good. And as you get, as you develop your relationship with that person, they're going to get to know you better and they're going to be able to get better at even if they already possess that skill set, they're going to be able to get into your energy and go find those people based on what you've said that you're yeah. looking for. And I think it's important also 
to highlight again what you said about after you do four or five of those emails and you do that kind of work, while it's exciting once they're in, that particular piece of the work is draining to you. I think it's really important for us to check in with ourselves and make note. Like it's one thing to be like, I can do it all. Yeah, because I'm a badass or whatever. But great, that's wonderful. But that doesn't mean we should be. And and also I, I take a lot of issue with that whole, you know, wearing my burnout like a badge kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, gosh. Um, it's so old school, right? It's so old school. And it's really, it's even, I mean, it's even more old school. Like it goes back to the industrial age before we had a 40-hour work week. <laughs> like we're not supposed to function like that. We're not supposed uh, to go, you know, all out like that all the time. So I think, you know, for our listeners, pay attention to that get creative. If there are tasks that you're doing to build your business, to bring people in, whatever the services or, or product that you provide, if there's something that's draining your energy, find a way to outsource that. Get creative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When I didn't have and much cash flow, I bartered. Yeah, exactly. There, there's even yeah. a, um, somebody that I wanted to invite in the mastermind, but he, he politely declined. He's called, uh, he has a company called Barter Pay. Mm. which is essentially like, hey, if you have goods or services that that you can exchange for and put it into our database with somebody else that might have something that you desire, of course it works, right? It's, yeah. It's the oldest form of, of commerce that we have. Yeah. And it's very, it's meaningful. Everybody gets something out of it. Yeah. My, yep. fir- my first website, I built myself, right? The second website, I bartered. And it was great because this person wanted to start their business and they wanted to do a lot of web design and other things and they needed help getting structured. So yeah. I helped them get structured on that and they built me a lovely second phase website. And since then I've rebranded multiple times, but you know, until I had the cash flow to do that, that was a great way to get it done. And trust me, it was way better than the one I built. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely yeah. not my son of genius. And it wore me out. And, you know, if, if you're exhausted, you don't have the energy then to go do the thing that you're most brilliant at, which for you is connecting people, supporting them, helping them have breakthroughs, you know, yeah. all of the, you all know, the like, things that you do. One of the things I was known for in school, and this is not to brag, but it is, it's, it's fun. I was known for throwing awesome parties. <laughs> like, people, people said like there, there was. In my school, there was uh, there were people that would write every uh, Friday afternoon party at Tiago's, but they would <laughs> they would not write my name, but like my nickname. And the teacher would always be like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> <laughs> and those are the things that you look at them and you say, "Well, how can I monetize that?" I mean, throwing parties—that's that's what teenagers used to do. Well, of course they can monetize that. Of course that's an ability. That's but you have people together, have them have a fun time, a fun experience, but it's not obvious at first glance, right? And some, and like, I just want to highlight the whole process behind this because um, I started my first company when I was 17. Now I'm 27. It has taken like 10 years to, to finally do something that I'm really in flow with, mm. right? And, and, I think the first time where I started inquiring my, about within myself about my unique ability and not just within like doing workbooks about that, getting really deeper. There's a wonderful book called, I think, Unique Ability 2.0 by Catherine Nomura, where he, like there's a whole process for finding it. In two weeks, I'm going to talk with like a unique ability coach and he specializes in finding that in people. So it's a constant process about this. It's not a, some sometime a light bulb came up and, and it was a genius moment. And it's usually people, for example, Vanessa, my girlfriend, when I asked her, like, what am I really good at? And she said, connecting people. And that seemed so bizarre to me <laughs> because it's so natural. Like, it's, isn't, doesn't everybody do that? Like, no, not at all. No, they do not. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how we miss that in ourselves sometimes. You know, like in the world of personal development, we'll be taught, don't look outside of yourself to learn stuff. But like, we do not know what we do not know. 
And so we could be standing really close to the thing that is our genius and just not see it. I remember yeah. I had a call with my coach once and she asked me a question and I was like, no, I seriously don't know. I'm not trying, I'm not being obtuse here. I really just don't know. Can you just tell me? And she said, I was like, you can Socratic, Socratic method, methodized me into the ground and I'm still not going to be able to answer the question. I don't, I really don't know. And she just told me and I went, oh, like sometimes we just don't see it. I mean, I would love to say that we're so enlightened and, you know, we always know where we're at and we can rise above, blah, blah, blah. No, but we need sometimes to get that feedback from other people because it's, for you, it's so natural. The thing that you do, it's just so natural. It doesn't feel like work. So you might yeah. not even think of it as something that you could monetize and build a model off of and, and all of that. And yet, it's if it's your greatest strength and when you do it, you're in flow and it doesn't feel like work, then that's your sweet spot <laughs> or one yeah. of them, right? Yeah. 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 And, and also for like, um, I don't know if people notice, but um, Tracy is my mentor, right? We have been having a a mentor mentee relationship for five years. Five years or so. But I think it's a, it's a, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, how many hours have we spent talking about these things? Like about these the unique ability and where am I really good at and who are my ideal clients and all of that. Um, how many times have you helped me see things that I didn't see or question? And how many times, like after the calls, um, I was really puzzled. I was like, this just doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> um, so it's really powerful to have somebody, in my case, like Tracy is a wonderful who to my life because she brings knowledge and expertise and, and a whole lot of love, right? <laughs> and a lot of that to to my life that i wouldn't have access to otherwise and i think it's very valuable to inquire within ourselves of course but that's one part of the equation mm -hmm. the other part is getting access to other ideas other points of view um and i just want to say that i'm really really happy for our for our relationship like this it's I think you've known for the last five years, right? All all that has happened, and you've been you've been through all that journey, and you need you need somebody to like challenge it and and bring these new uh, perspectives. So thank you mm. for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's thank you for that reflection. It's something that when you said a whole lot of love, I got <laughs> my eyes got a little teary. Um, because I do. <laughs> I just I love what I do. I love people. I don't love all people. <laughs> <laughs> me neither there's some people i don't love at all <laughs> some people i don't want to you know give my love to but um i feel like you know you talk about your unique gifts i think one of my unique gifts is being able to see people's potential sometimes before they even tell me anything about themselves and so i can see that bigger picture and help guide them toward it um and i think something that you may know, I may have told you, is that sometimes the student becomes the teacher. There have been things that you've told me or asked me when we've been chit-chatting before we get down to business that were really challenging and confronting in the best kind of way. I needed to be shaken up. I'd gotten complacent or, you know, whatever. And and you've you have also inspired me to just go for it at times when I've been questioning or um overthinking, you know. I'm really good at the overthinking thing. So like to just like, just take the step and go for it. Like sometimes we don't know what we're doing and that's okay because we have this huge heart that's like, let's go. <laughs> like, so at the, at the advice that I often give people is, you know, follow your heart, just take your brain with you, just bring it along. It'll, they'll connect at some point. It'll be great. <laughs> Trust it. Yeah. 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 And it's been such a pleasure watching you, you know, come through this process of deciding, you know, kind of what you wanted to do. And I'm doing air quotes as if the listeners could see that um, because that's <laughs> shifted, but who you are and how you show up, you've shown up stronger, but you're still you. Right. And, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about going within. And like you said, doing that inquiring within of just really checking in with ourselves and being willing to be open. And I think one of the things like when you and I were talking about I think we were talking about ideal clients mm. and it was this big aha moment of like, oh, 
it's the kind of people that I want to work with, not what they do. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you had that moment and then poof, these, your people showed up. Yeah. That <laughs> it's a little was bit a big, more in between, that was but a big breakthrough. It was yeah. like, it's not, it's not a specific kind of entrepreneur works in a specific kind of industry, but it's, it's their values. It's who they are, regardless of what they do. If they have integrity, if they give a shit about their customers and their clients, if they, um, really care about their team, if they care about the planet, man, you can be the best company ever. If you're doing something like really harmful to the planet, either I'm going to challenge the hell out of you to change something about that or, or we're not going to work together. Right. Yeah. Um, because that's the place we got to live. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to really pay attention to what your own core values are. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was in business school, I guest lectured in, uh, one of the undergrad classes and one of the students, it was an ethics, (laughs) it was an ethics seminar. And one of the students was this like 19 year old kid who was really cocky and kind of full of himself. And he said, you mean to tell me you wouldn't go work for Nike if they offered you a big salary? I said, you're right. I would not go work for Nike if they offered me a really big salary. He said, well, you're just stupid. And I said, no, I'm principled. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if Nike's changed its practices, but at the time there was a lot about child labor in China. Right. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want any part of that. I'm not going to buy Nike shoes. I'm not buying anything associated with that company. Go figure. You know, yeah. I want to be able to, I'm not a hundred percent on what I purchase and being, you know, great consumer and all of that, but we try to be mindful. And when we do, when we know what our core values are, we can bring that forward and water does seek its own level. Like there mm. might be people who are 2 million, 3 billion, $20 trillion companies or whatever. But if the core values are aligned, those are your people. Yeah. That's really Definitely. what it comes down to. Yeah, particularly when a large part of you goes into working with people. Yeah. And I definitely, in all the years that we've known each other, have seen you embody that fully. Like, I've never seen you waver in that ever. You're very solid in that. Yeah, I mean, I have done, have I taken clients that are not 100% a fit because sometimes I needed the cash? Yes, Yes, I have. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of that. I'm not by any means perfect but i think the big, biggest thing is like keep readjusting the course and keep striving like to 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 your ideals yeah definitely yeah. well we're getting to that place where i like to ask this question which is do you have three pieces of your best advice that you would offer for entrepreneurs or people in general Ooh. yeah no pressure no pressure. Cool. Devices. <laughs> it's like you you're invited to a to a stage, to a TED stage. It's going to be streamed globally, and after <laughs> that, nothing else is going to be streamed in the whole world. And you have three messages to leave to people. What are you going right. to do? No stress, Oof, right? No stress, none whatsoever. <laughs> First, relationships are everything. Invest in your relationships, which means. Invest in your team, invest in your clients, invest in your family, invest in the people that that support you, um, invest in people that maybe they're not big names yet, but you, you can see that they're on, on their way, that they want to create something, invest in those people, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that would be, that would be the, f- the first thing. And if it would be only one thing, it would be that. Um, the second thing, and I generally don't like saying this because it's very self-serving, right? Uh, a coach recommending other coaches, of course, he wants to sell his services, but get somebody that has a different perspective of, of yourself that can challenge you, that can see the blind spots. I mean, I could coach Tony Robbins, definitely. I could. I could uh coach the best coaches in the world because they have their blind spots right um i could coach anybody you can put me the tim cook or, or whatever the ceo of 
of whatever company and we could coach them because everybody has their blind spots and invest in some form of that, whether it be getting yourself a mentor, right? <laughs> or, or, or getting a coach or just starting a group with, with friends or other, like it doesn't even have to be business owners. Um, just some people that have the same values that you have, but different perspectives, especially now, I think, we are getting such personalized and tailored content and ads and stuff that it's so easy to live within our bubbles. Um, but it's very important to have perspectives from people that, I don't know, would say your business plan sucks, right? <laughs> and you really listen to that. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, uh, take care of your health. Mm. I mean, there's this quote where it's like a man with his health has a thousand dreams, but a man without his health has only one mm. to get healthy again. Um, whenever we're sick or something, you just like all your focus goes to that. All your energy goes to that on getting healthy again. And um, if you focus on your health, it improves all areas of life, right? It improves your decision-making abilities, your communication abilities, your relating abilities, um, everything in life. You have more energy, you, c- you have more confidence and, and all of that. Um, so definitely like health, take care of it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let it um, be put in the back burner. Um, I, just, like, I just came from, before our talk, I just went to to like a physiotherapist where we're doing this amazing body work. And today for the first time in, I don't know, 15 years, I was able to, to bend over and touch with my hands on the ground and with like fully extended legs. And it was like, <laughs> yes. Eureka. <laughs> yes, finally. Yeah. Um, All those and years ta- of sitting in chairs. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's taken three months of work with her mm-hmm. to achieve that, right? So there are people that can do phenomenal uh, um, results, can bring phenomenal work uh, for your health. Mm-hmm. Eat mm-hmm. healthy, have like a healthy lifestyle. Go outside, mm-hmm. get in nature, breathe, breathe the fresh air. Yeah. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> Slow the fuck down. <laughs> Enjoy life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just talking with somebody a couple of days ago and I was like, how's how's life for you? And he's like, man, I'm so busy and so, so much work all the time. And then he asked about me and he said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't have a very busy life. I mean, yeah. I it's two, two in the afternoon. I'm sunbathing outside. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> I might have a client call later. It's all good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in flip flops. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, life Slow is down. meant to be enjoyed. I think that's you know, when you talked about fun, that really resonated with me because I often say, you know, I work with a lot of high level professionals, and I'll still say to them, "Are you having any fun?" And sometimes they're like, "What? <laughs> this is not supposed to be fun." Yeah. Like what part of it is fun for you? And some of them, it's the challenge, you know, they're like physicians that are healers, you know, and they're trying to find the answers and whatever, but like, but what else do you do for fun? Okay. Now we're talking like, (laughs) you have to escape your life to go have a good time and enjoy your life. Um, Yeah. I mean, every, every once a month I get together with a group of friends and we go play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's so cool. Like an RPG and it's, And it's fun, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be always business. Yeah. I, th- I sincerely believe that if we take time for ourselves and when we take time for ourselves to play, to do nothing, we have a little bench swing out in our yard and we're on, you know, we're in a wooded sort of lovely farmland. I'll just sit and stare and I'm really looking for the hawk that lives in one of the trees, but I'll just sit and stare And then when I decide that I want to do something else, like come back and do some work, I'm so much more effective and I get more done. I'm clear headed. 
Like even if you only have five minutes, let's say you are busy, you have young children, you have your business, and maybe you also work a full-time job, like that's busy. You can be busy and still take time and create that for yourself. I think that's really important that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Even just a little bit can go a really long way. Yeah. Well, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad that you said yes to join me. Um, how, where can we find you? How can we support you? Um, I think the best way is actually Facebook, right? Facebook. Just get put my name. I'm probably one of the, uh, not a lot of people have my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can visit my website, but it's, it's um, being redone. Uh, it's tiagobur.com, my whole name, T-I-A-G-O-B-U-H-R.com. But the best way is just connect on on Facebook, but don't be one of those people that just adds me and says nothing, right? Because add me and if I accept you, like say something, right? Yeah, tell me why. <laughs> yeah, tell me why. Connect, <laughs> why are you here? Connect yeah. with me, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm on a mission right now. I'm going down my friends list on Facebook and I'm, I'm just contacting everybody and say, Hey, let's just set up a call and let's just get to know each other a little bit deeper. So I love that. Just, yeah. Just send me a message and we'll schedule a call and just chat and see what's going on in Jared's life. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you've been listening, you're hearing it over and over how committed Tiago is to building relationships and maintaining them. And he's the real deal. So you want to be connected with him. You do. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiago. It's been such a pleasure. It was amazing. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed this. Me too. See you soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.